Welcome to The Open Bell, a podcast for trumpet players, by trumpet players, and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoneman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Joey Tartell and the mystifying musical monk, Brian Appleby Weinberg. This episode of The Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation. WTF is what you should be thinking when you need some pure inspiration for your playing or teaching. Stop by WorldTrumpetFederation.com to check out our informative articles, helpful videos, and Joey's almost famous blog. And hey, it's all free. The WTF is also home to the Open Bell Podcast, a fun way to spend an hour and learn lots of stuff at the same time. So head on over to WorldTrumpetFederation.com. Come on, everyone else is doing it. And by Cromer Music. From the very beginning of the Open Bell Podcast, Chris Cromer and A Minor Tuneup have been loyal supporters. And now, we're happy to support them as they branch out with Cromer Music, a pro-level shop where you can find the best gear in the industry. At Cromer Music, you'll find a carefully curated selection of merchandise that has earned the confidence of top professionals around the world. With a careful strategy to add one product line at a time, Cromer Music will use their vast knowledge and decades of experience to understand your needs and offer solutions to make your life as a musician easier. In fact, their very first dealer partnership was with Marcus Bona Cases. Currently, they have 31 models to choose from in this incredible line. So go to www.cromermusic.com to check out the options available on Marcus Bona Cases and let Cromer Music help you find the case you've been looking for. A minor tune-up in Cromer Music, serving brass players with excellent care and products. The Open Bell Podcast is comprised of three segments. Warming up, couple things, and no offense. We use these segments to figure, formulate, and fabricate information that we believe is important to a fun-loving trumpet family. Gentlemen, shall we? Warming up, once again brought to you by Chop Saver. I must admit, I was skeptical at first, but man, I am all in with the Chop Saver. So if you're still using the waxy stuff or something that was hijacked from insects, consider coming over to the all-natural <laughs> side and try Chop Saver. And like our resident cornet player, it's vegan, organic, and all-natural. Oh, hey, Brian, what have you got for us today? <laughs> it's great. So... um I had a really great experience today in a, in a trumpet lesson. And of course it centered on the cornet. Oh gosh. And so I had, um, I'm a freshman trumpet student uh, who I haven't seen in person, right. Since his audition uh, more than a year ago. Mm. Um, And uh, so we're doing online lessons and he did the whole fall and he's living on campus and um, he came in today. I'm back on campus where I'm fully vaccinated. And so back on campus and so he came in today and um, we did some of his etudes and a couple of his flow studies. And then uh, he said, you know, I want to, I want to do this thing for my jury, the cornet piece I'm working on, on cornet. And I had given him the cornet on, I think he came in to pick it up on Monday. Now we had set this up in advance. Mm-hmm. So he, he knew he was getting it and he, he got, he ordered a, uh, a wick four mouthpiece, cornet mouthpiece. So he's playing the right equipment and he plays he plays um, Made of the Mist. Sure. And um, classic. Man, it was beautiful and a beautiful sound. And it just made me so happy to hear someone live in the same room <laughs> playing a cornet that well. And, you know, he's this 18 year old freshman who's just, it was just great. It just made me feel so good to be back in the building and, and so, teaching. Uh, 
So you took it away from him and told him to learn it on trumpet. That's right. <laughs> Stop that immediately. <laughs> on a 7C. <laughs> yeah. You're like, great. you know what? This is not going to work for you. <laughs> yeah, I was playing I, this I, little Yamaha student model coronet right, that we had right. donated to the university. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've been teaching. I mean, I've been lucky enough to be able to teach in person. We have a new building and all the fence system works and the rooms are big enough. So I've been doing that. And I will tell you this. Rather than a spring break this year, IU decided on some what they call wellness days. So we're going straight through for 13 straight weeks. We started uh, online and then 13 straight weeks in person. Um, so there's a Tuesday that was off in February, a Wednesday in March, and a Thursday in April where you just have those days with no classes. So that means for people like us, you know, we just have to teach five days worth of lessons in four. But as I was talking to one of my students before the last one, I said, so next week we're not going to be at the same time because it's a wellness day and so we can't have classes. And he said, are you kidding? This is my wellness, <laughs> which, I, which, I was, which was really nice because he's like, this is what I have that's in person. You know, being able to have that right. in person this year because right. uh, right. you know, we haven't had a, the only large ensembles we've had have been jazz bands. And so no bands, no orchestras. And so it's been you know, that part of it in the room. It has been great. I agree. It's absolutely it's so it's the way to go. Yeah. I mean, we've had the luxury of being in person the entire time. So. Uh, other than, you know, last, last spring having to do the online thing, no thanks. I mean, you do what you got to do, but, man, in person, good for you. It's yeah. good to be back. Really great to be back. In yeah. Yeah, Joey, what do you have for us? I have this. Uh, as you guys know, I, I really like to hop online and see what's going on. And as people are, you know, coming back, we're seeing more things come back. And, you know, people right. are like, well, well, you know, I haven't been practicing like I should. And now things are opening up and I'm feeling like I should, I'm should. i going to be playing and be doing we're seeing this yet again. I know we've covered this ground, but I'm, I'm coming back. Everybody seems to be looking for the quick way back, the <laughs> shortcut to get back. So if I could just take a moment here and say there are no shortcuts. <laughs> there, is, mm -hmm. there, is, there is one way to get better, and it's smart practice, and that's it. There really isn't another way to do it. Yeah, I mean, you you can think and listen and kind of do all that kind of stuff, and that can certainly help. Mm -hmm. But there is no substitute for horn-on-face practicing. That's Although, the end of the story. I will say this, though. According to the research, and this is why I, I made the decision I did. You know, I went with the J&J &J vaccine. I got the Johnson & Johnson one the shot one done. done. Be but I also heard that more players were quickly got to double C with that vaccine than they had <laughs> with the <laughs> Pfizer or Moderna. Yeah, that's actually one of the side effects of the Johnson yes. & Johnson is your arm, C. your arm might be a little sore the day after, but your double but C is locked and loaded. It. Now, on the other end, uh, I still am nowhere near the pedal C. In fact, <laughs> well, I might have lost my F sharp. Well, see, that's the thing. I, I, I've gotten the... Uh, the first dose of the Moderna. I get my second one this weekend, actually. Oh, yeah. That locks in the pedals like you wouldn't believe. Are you serious? I I'm telling I you. get on another list. Yeah. That's that's what you need. So you that's got the wrong... The Extra wrong vaccine. All right. It's true. I keep seeing it. I keep looking for it. I can't say it enough. So no substitute. Bill, what do you got for us today? Yeah, don't hurry back. Well, for years, I have believed... This is such a specific trumpet geek thing. I love the Boza Rustique. Sure, oh, yeah, solo. sure. Yeah. Oh, one of my favorites. Played it during my undergrad days. And I believe wholeheartedly that it is a oh, B-flat trumpet that, solo. That's a question I was about to ask. <laughs> yes. Okay. Now, for those so, who don't know, it is published for B-flat mm -hmm. 
or C. You get both parts when you buy it. Right. Or trumpet and oot. Trumpet so, and oot. student comes in. I was like, right, we looked at the list. What are we going to do? And he goes, yeah, let's go right to the boat because I've been you know, working on the beginning of it. And I thought, this is great. Okay. So I kind of walk across the room, you know, uh, to get just to kind of get in front of him and listen a little bit. And he starts to play. And I'm like, uh-oh. See trumpet? Turn around and look. No. He's playing his B flat. Okay. But he's reading the C part. C part. <gasps> he brought the oh, wrong part. no. <laughs> and I went, no, no, no. We, we, hang on a second. We have a problem. But you know what? I'm thinking all these years, maybe I was wrong. And I said, so here's the, I, let me point out, this is what it comes with both, but you just picked up the, oh man, I'm, you know, I'm so, uh, I can't believe I did that. I'm like, it's okay. You know what? Grab your C. Let's give it a go. Sure. I'm, op- I'm open to this, you right? You learned all those fingerings. Why not? Let's just play it. Here it is. Do it. Okay. No, I hate it. It's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's a B flat trumpet piece. It should be playing on B flat. Okay, th- now I just want to do a blind taste test with you. Like I want you to listen to two recordings. I want to play it on Fine. both and see if you can tell me which one you like better. Okay, we'll you do think it. You're, you think you're in? Yeah. Oh, name what, that, what do they do in the Paris Conservatory? Name that, name that, that horn. Flat? Name that horn. <laughs> name that horn. Well, I, here's the thing: the boats of Caprice, C trumpet, yeah. all the way. Not even it. There's no discussion. Or at Royal Welsh, they do it on cornet. Well, C cornet? <laughs> oh, kid played it on cornet. <laughs> no, are you serious? I'm not kidding. That would yeah. be brutal. It, no, it was amazing. He I'm played sure. The, he climbed all over that thing. It was great, but, but interesting. But the boat, but the rustique, I'm saying. The B flat? B flat. Come on. Wow. Interesting. But you guys teach it on B flat, don't you? I. I've actually used it for both. I I've, mean, yeah, uh, I've done it on both. Yeah, no. I, 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 I definitely, both. I definitely lean towards the B flat because I think you know it's in C on B flat trumpet. It, that's like a nice home key for it. But I'll tell you what, for a student who's like getting to know the C trumpet, it's a good C trumpet solo. Do you let them play it from the C part when they're playing it on C trumpet? Yeah, sure, that's fine. Yeah, but it I, is publisher B flat or C. So I say the B flat yeah. comes first. Nice. <laughs> I, I will tell you this, though, uh, speaking of reading from the wrong part, uh, we did, you know, all of our auditions online this year, and there was one audition, so I've got two monitors in my office, so I've got, like, my Google Doc open here where I'm keeping notes and everybody and the, the, the video on the other monitor, and so I pull up and I hit play and I'm typing, okay, this is the student's name, this is what the student's playing, and I hear Gedeke Concert Etude start, <laughs> and I don't have perfect pitch, but it's in the wrong key. And I immediately, you know. my head snaps, and I'm looking at the student's fingers. Now, I forgot that when that's, it's published, and you do get a an optional C trumpet part. But there is something. That's a B-flat trumpet solo. We can agree on that, right? Yes. We can agree on that. Yes. But this student had a uh, the C part and was playing it as written on B-flat trumpet. You're <laughs> talking about all the way through for their wow. college audition. Oops. Yes, and all I, I mean, when those kind of things happen, uh, I have the, the same kind of questions that I have with a, a like a student I was giving a lesson to this week uh, online. You know, a high school student wanted to learn about IU. Was playing through an etude, and I said, "Okay, first things first. And I talk about my how I want to teach and how we do things because obviously they want to check. They're checking me out to see if there's some I'm somebody they would like to study with." I said, "But before we get to any of that." We have to play all the right notes in all the right order, and you're not playing the notes that are written on the page. <laughs> and the student said, really? I said, sure, play me the second measure. 
all I did was say, play me the second measure. Right. Student played and went, oh. Okay, now play me the fifth measure. Played the fifth measure and just stopped and went, oh. This student takes lessons. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I'm thinking, um, yeah, that that's not just a student problem. That's yeah. a teacher problem. But did he? Did his mind go to his teacher being bad or you being a genius? Well, I mean, I would hope. <laughs> 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 but you know, I, I, I've had that experience before where I watch I watch students on college auditions playing, not missing notes, but playing wrong notes mm-hmm. that yeah. take lessons, and I'm thinking. What are they doing? Well, I think if you're playing the Boza Rustiques on C trumpet, all the notes are wrong. That's what I. All think. right, uh, now we got uh, We have to <laughs> wow. do this now. We're gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have We're to find have some to, time. Yeah. And record just like the opening or something. Just like I'll yeah. record the opening alone on B flat and the opening alone on C. Right. And I'll, and, and I'll, yeah. I'll just play them for you and say which one is which or which I one do you like it. better. We got to do this. We got to do this. I like this idea. All right. Boys, I'm excited. It's Trumpet Trivia Night. Here at the Open Bell. Oh, man. It's time to get scientific with it. <laughs> All right, are you ready? Big Question? trouble. I, I have, wait, what do you mean get scientific with well, it? Well, you'll see. This is science involved. There's you science? know how much I love science. Do you know anything about science? I know nothing. <laughs> no, really. Other than the research I did for this game. When most you say of that, research, I didn't understand. is that you just like getting on Google and saying, what's the square well, root of four? More specifically, like Wikipedia, but... Oh, yeah. there's, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do real research for this. All right, here you go. You ready? No. <laughs> we are not, not ready. <laughs> you're not ready. I don't know, Brian. There's no questions about pop tunes, so you're probably dead in the water. <laughs> I'm in trouble. All right. Brian's all over the pop music. Horn-infused goodness, Brian, is the winner. <laughs> there it all is. Right. Question one. Trumpets and other brass instruments, as you know, are made of, well, brass. In what, <laughs> in what year was this alloy, a mix of copper and tin, invented? Are you kidding me? This is a trumpet question? It's when a trump- was it made of brass? brass I have hints. I'll take some hints. Right. Unless, Brian, Brian, do you know this? I don't know I this. do not know this. Well, I mean, you could kind of put Brian it together, doesn't know when right? his, his father was born. He's not going to know when copper was That was before brass was right. together. Hint number one. Uh-huh. Before the birth of Stephen Bale Weinberg. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there it is. So before 1920. Okay. No, so that's see. not the year. <laughs> <laughs> so you're dialing it in. Hint number two. Older than Bill. Those two are the same. <laughs> because we know that, that that you're older than Brian's dad. Everybody does that. By a lot. Uh, no, I am not. Okay. It goes past 11. That's hint number three. That's all you're getting. Come on, pick a year. I'll give you a couple guesses. 1912. That doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> The valve was invented in 1815. <laughs> there were, there were trumpets before the valve. Steel back then. <laughs> How about, uh, let's say, 1712? Brian? Yeah, I was going to say 1612. Yeah, 1400. <laughs> wow. I was closer. It's the price you were. Right? You by, were closer. By 200 years. Tr- Trumba <laughs> hand grenades, <laughs> and Brian wins. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, that's question, bad. Question number two. For some players, silver and nickel plating is a real problem. 
They have reactions to these metals and require other options. Aside from the more modern synthetic options now available, the go-to answer was to have one's mouthpiece gold-plated. However, for gold to be truly hypoallergenic, it must be more than this many carats. 18? No? Brian? I'm just guessing. I don't know. Of course you're guessing. This is science. (laughs) I'm not a scientist. I am a trumpet player. (laughs) Wow. Uh, 14. Brian on the money. (laughs) (laughs) It's got to be more than 14 carat. Well, 18 is more than 14. It is. But 14 is the real answer. Brian, that's awesome. Off and running. You are all over this. That was killing. All right. Question three. When added as an alloying element to oh, copper, my gosh. Is this the iron? whole game tonight? This <laughs> yes, I told you. This is not trauma trivia. It's we're, It's this is metallurgy. <laughs> Heavy metallurgy. There okay. it is. When added as an alloying element to copper, iron, or nickel, this element improves the qualities of these metals. It's typically used to make tools stronger, to function better, and to prevent them from sparking in certain applications. I guess like, you know, Big Ben. In addition to being used in the windows of x-ray machines, it has also been used in the making of musical instruments. Is that what is this element? Not lead. That's a good guess, but not lead. Mm-mm. That's Brian, a very good guess. Any guesses? I'll give you some hints. I'll take some hints. Yeah. Unless Brian, Reynolds, Brian might know it. He's on it. No, I don't know that. Hint number one, Reynolds wrap. Oh, aluminum. Silver? Aluminium. No. Aluminium. Not, don't no. say minium. That's British. It's aluminum. <laughs> yeah. And it's aluminum. Aluminum. <laughs> it's aluminum. Don't make me come over there. <laughs> and no, that was sort of a trick hint. <clears throat> Reynolds oh, wrap. It's steel. Well, that's why. Reynolds 531. No. No, is it silver? Oh, I said on. silver. No, it's not that. Because Reynolds Shilke silver plated all his horns. Cooler than just copper. Uh, here's another hint. Your E3L likely had it. Beryllium. There it is. Oh, wow. That's Beryllium the Reynolds wrap. Reynolds wrap. Get it? Well, that's Reynolds, why I went with silver. Shilke. Because oh. they silver plated yeah. all their horns. I went with that first. Yeah. I, I should have winked when I said Reynolds yeah. wrap. Reynolds Shilke wrap. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Beryllium. I'll take, I'll take Beryllium with the extra hints. All right. Now, this throws a little history in. Oh, gosh. With metallurgy. We're doing so and well without we're it. We're doing so we're well with doing science. We're doing great. This, I'm going to have to make sure this gets on the Jeopardy category. We are nails. Yeah, heavy metallurgy. We're going to science the heck out of that. Okay. Question four. Evangelista Torricelli is associated with this now important and indispensable element of brass pedagogy and analysis. Brass pedagogy and analysis. Evangelista Torricelli well, yeah, is associated with this now important and indispensable element of brass pedagogy and analysis. Circular breathing. No, but here's some <laughs> hints. <laughs> now you're just going to start yelling stuff at me. Totally, Circular exactly breathing. Right. High notes. Um, <laughs> the first the marriage, recorded double C. <laughs> <laughs> the marriage of air and sound. The truth is in the numbers. Wow. This is not helping me in any way. <laughs> this, this ain't PSI. Oh, are we uh, are we talking about air pressure? Or tour? The tour. Oh, that's great. <laughs> there it is. Wow. I went looking well for done. information on the tour, and it's from Evangelista 
Torricelli. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, that's why. <laughs> that's why. There it's, it is. He actually invented the barometer. Who didn't? Yeah, of Torricelli. Yeah. But the tour is named for... <laughs> that's beautiful. I'll take it. Evangelista. Tor- winning. Torricelli. Yes. One of our people. All right. You guys are really killing this. And when I say killing... <laughs> Murdering. I yes. mean... Stomping harming, on. Backing up and running over it again. trumpet players and our lack of scientific knowledge. Right, here we go. Question five. This, you're going to be able to get this one. No shot. The speed of sound is affected by temperature and humidity. Right. Because hot air is less dense, sound passes through hot air faster than it passes through cold air. The attenuation of sound in air is also affected by the relative humidity. Given these principles... Is Brian potentially louder when playing in the United States or in the United Kingdom? Okay, well, this, this, is, a, this is a trick question. It's a trick question because you're not defining temperature. I mean, asking whether Brian would be uh, louder and colder or hotter weather is a separate question. Now, if he's in the United Kingdom, he's only going to be playing cornet. If he's in the United States, he would also be playing trumpet and therefore louder in the United States. <laughs> Wow. The okay. judges are going to take a second to process judge, that answer. I have the answer as being in the UK. Nope. B- because dry air absorbs far more acoustical energy than moist air. But where is he? He could be in Arizona in the United States. Well, he could be. And that's drier than anywhere in the UK. So he'd be louder here. Right. <laughs> I have well, sat next to Brian in both countries. Both places. <laughs> He's louder here than he is there. That's what I said. I'm going to give you that. Yeah. That one was I don't easy. know what the math does. <laughs> well, you but you didn't ask a math question. No. Because you didn't specify well, the United Well, that's because States. this is trauma trivia science. That's why. There's exactly. no math in science. It's just science. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, there's no math in science. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Next next week, the Fibonacci sequence and its effect on trumpet playing. It's so oh. embarrassing. Oh, that should be enough of that. I think it's time for a couple of things. Look, it's really easy to become insulated in our jobs and on our campuses and in, in, in our towns and lose sight of the larger trumpet community, especially in the nature of our jobs, like a, being a band director or working outside of music even, for example, takes us away from playing every day. But there is a way to stay connected, and that is to build your own trumpet network. And that's what we're here to talk about today. Yes. Staying connected building your own trumpet network not just staying connecting but building a connection building that yeah so why is this important can we start there why we think this is important well yeah uh i think more than anything for me it comes down to just this you want to be connected to other people that are doing what you're doing if you think about the original intent of the internet it was to connect scientists around the world so that if there was a breakthrough they didn't all have to stay in the same place they could immediately all jump to where that person got to so and similarly like i want to know what other trumpet players are doing that's one of the benefits of where i work i've got two other people in the building that do what i do i've got john rommel here and kevin Cobb here that are both the trumpet teachers uh so but if i were the trumpet teacher at you know the university of 
you know, Western Missouri to just make up a school and I'm the only one there and I'm the only one in town, boy, that could get really isolating. And I want to be connected to other people that are thinking about doing the same sorts of things that I'm doing. It keeps you, keeps you, keeps you thinking, keeps you relevant, keeps you connected. I mean, you just want to be part of that world. Yeah. I mean, you're current with pedagogy, right? With players, with who's doing what, what's new, what's available for students. And there's some accountability in that too, I think, built into it. I don't understand the question. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You, you, Brian, of course, who lives in, in New Jersey, which is right next to New York City, right next to Philadelphia, and he mm. never talks to anyone. <laughs> Brian, Most Brian. densely populated state. I think How'd I end of, up here? The look of confusion over his face when I said the word network was just, what? What are you talking about? Why would I do that? <laughs> Seems like a bad idea. It could result in hanging with people. <laughs> right. Except, except for this, this is where Brian, of course, is one here with us now, part of Trumba Mundi, part yep. of the Atlantic Atlantic Bay Brass, which travels every year. Right. <laughs> like his network is huge. Oh yeah, yeah. He's big and and clearly loud in England well, he, yeah, as he, well he, as he doesn't have to go there to be heard there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Just open the windows. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so, you know, who might you develop this network with? I mean, look, you've got people that you work with in your local area, but how about colleagues from undergrad or grad school? Reach, I, right? Reach out. I want to start before connect. that. Yeah, and I sure. want to tell you two quick little stories about how, you know, I tell my students before they get here, when they show up here, your career has already started, right? Mm. And I want to tell you two quick stories. One, uh, you guys know this, but, you know, I grew up in San Antonio, Texas, and, you know, band is a sport like anything else. But if you think about the stereotypical, <laughs> you know, jock trumpet player, like, hey, you know, I'm better than you and blah, 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 blah. And that kind of cocky, alienating sort of thing. It's all it's very easy, especially when you're young, to look at other trumpet players as the competition or your enemy or your nemesis or whatever it is. Yeah. And it's the wrong way and has always been the wrong way to look at it. When I was uh, in, in high school, at my, I went to MacArthur High School in the Northeast School District of San Antonio, Texas, and our big rival is, is Winston Churchill High School. And two years behind me in high school, I remember going into district band when I was a junior, and this freshman shows up from Churchill, and he sounds really good because we go in these rooms and we all play. We all hear each other. So I went over to him afterwards and introduced myself. That person's name is Craig Morris. Now, you guys <laughs> might know Craig as somebody who went on to... Uh, in, in the period of a year and a half, I think he won fourth in Chicago and then associate principal in San Francisco and then principal in the Chicago Symphony, all in a pretty short period of time, <laughs> and is now the trumpet teacher at the University of Miami, which is where I went to school and did my master's, you know, after, you know obviously long after you know, he's a little younger than I am. But immediately, even as a kid, I was like, wow, that guy sounds good. Hi, I'm Joey. Hi, I'm Craig. Boom. Now, there's a, it's very easy at the high school level where we could have been enemies because we're at rival high schools and he's good and I'm good and I want to beat him and blah, blah, blah. But that wasn't our relationship ever. That was never our relationship. And, of course, we have run into each other and talked about some things and you know uh, over the course of years. But that network started in high school because then, one other quick story, after my sophomore year of high school, I went to this Eastman summer jazz camp, six weeks. Right. So that's where I first met Vince DiMartino, which was a great time and everything. But sitting right next to me in the jazz band was Al Hood. And Al oh, Hood, yeah. if you don't know, is yeah. now the trumpet teacher at the Lawrence School of Music in Denver. Al is an unbelievable trumpet player at every level. He's a great jazz player. He's a great classical player. He yeah, does everything he really exceedingly is, yeah. well. 
Now, at that time, I will tell you just this one quick story because this is will show you. I, you know, I was a confident young man, uh, <laughs> and so we go there and audition. There are ten trumpet players, and I'm playing lead in the top jazz band. I'm like, yeah, I'm the lead player. I'm, I'm good. And, and I was placed in like the top combo because I auditioned well, but I was not by any means a good jazz player. But I remember the first rehearsal. We're playing through a tune and has a, a solo, and Al is standing right next to me. And Al was at that time a very soft-spoken guy. So mm-hmm. I'm like, "Hi, Joey. I'm Al." That's about all I could get out of him. <laughs> We're playing through this first chart, and then this first improvised solo comes into his book, and he starts playing. And my, I remember very clearly as a 15-year-old having the conscious thought of, "Oh, I'm in the wrong combo." <laughs> like it wasn't but there it is where i'm in high school these are people that i still see that network right. continues and continues so if you're one I, I use this an awful lot as a way of don't be a jerk sort of thing like because if i'm a jerk back then these are people that in the, in the community going oh man i met him when we were teenagers and boy was he a jerk but we <laughs> you know craig and i it's not like we've ever really played together ever really hung out an awful lot but we like each other and we're friendly al and i've been friends since then you right. know we've played together and done some things since but that network, that network start, it's already, anybody listening, it's already started. You just may not be aware of it yet. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And and it's fun to drop in on that. Like I, last time I hosted NTC here, I got to, I was there in the conversation when you and Craig talked about your time in Texas together. Mm-hmm. He seems, he still seems a little bitter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know things haven't worked out too well for him. You know, the nope. principal of Chicago Symphony yeah. and teaching at the University of Miami, it's, yeah, it's a he, bit hard for him. You're still, a, you have something he couldn't win. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't get past Joey. He actually tells a story about going to one of these big audition days and you sitting there reading a stack of mad magazines. Yeah. Instead of like warming up and playing and doing well, that no, other that's stuff. a whole. We could talk about that at some point. We want to well, talk about I auditions. I think that's its but, own episode. But, but that yeah. is, we can get to that. But that's absolutely a true story. Yeah, but it is true. Like how many times, uh, you know, the folks you meet, whether it is in one of the high school things or in undergrad school, and you stay connected with them. Right. Yeah. So I, but that's where I want to. It's not even going back to your undergrad. I think it starts way before that. But then when you're thinking about where you want to go to college, realize this is the next big step in building your network. Because the people you meet there, you want to go a place where these are people you're going to be going through four years of, I want to make that transition from I'm a high school student to I'm a professional. Mm-hmm. You know, not just make that shift in your head, but make that shift in how you are, you know, as a, as a musician and as a teacher, whatever you want to go do. So you want to be in a place where there are other people doing the same thing, because that is going to be your network. I would imagine you guys are still in touch and still know people from your undergrad, right? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Bill, can you talk a little bit about, I mean, you've, you've done, I think, an extraordinary job in building and maintaining a network. And I mean, we joke, right? All things trumpet go through you, right? <laughs> it's not a joke. <laughs> but like, it's, it's really incredible. And it was somewhat intentional. Um, and, and it's, you know, part of who you are and, and what you love to do. But can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, on the board at ITG, hosted ITG on the board at NTC, if hosted NTC. I mean, it's like, it's quite remarkable. Well, I, I mean, I appreciate that. I, um, and we do joke about it, but it really is, you know, it's true. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> but no, I, I think for me, it was a thing. I mean, you're right. It's part of who I am. Like I want to be involved. And that was a, that was a lesson I learned from Kevin Eisensmith when I did my master's with him. I mean, Kevin was the guy that was, he knew everyone, no matter where you were. And if he didn't know you, he would come up and shake hands with you and say, hello. And I watched him, you know, uh, to kind of model that for me when I was a student. And then 
and then as kind of just a means to want to serve the trumpet community, yeah, I did. I was on the board of ITG and then met a bunch of people there. NTC has been the thing for me, to be quite honest, as the competitions coordinator that's allowed me to meet so many people because I provide this professional development opportunity for trumpet professors. And I put in place 75, 80 judges a year for NTC between prelims and semis and quarters and, you know, and all that stuff. So yeah. um, that, that's been an amazing thing. And um, and of course, that network has has been awesome personally, but it's also been very helpful to my students and helpful for me to connect other people in the network to do projects and things together. Yeah, it's remarkable. And I mean, look, it's like anything else, right? I mean, it's really about the people ultimately when it comes down to it. You know, it's the personal connections that we make to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And, when you think, I mean... I'm sorry if you, uh, didn't interrupt, but the no, idea of the, the, it's the personal connections because, you know, I would love to tell you that the world is a fair and equitable place, but it's not. No. So at some level, there is a who you know component and there is a reputation that goes with that who you know. So if somebody, uh, yeah. you know, hey, we have, hey, we've got Bill Stoneman here applying for this job. Do you know Bill? And somebody says, oh, yeah, I know Bill. He's a great guy. That's a lot better than, oh, yeah, I know Bill. Hmm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, right? but but sometimes it's it's just yeah it's just that you don't have any information on one candidate, but you're able to get information on another candidate. It's just enough. Everyone's trying to, you know, make the most informed decision they can. And if you're out there and if you're known and you're connected with people, um, that's gonna help you. Well, I mean, look at look at the folks that you know people who are just willing to step up. NTC is another great example. I've met so many people who have said, oh, okay, so yeah, you're the guy that puts the judges in place. Email me. I really want to be involved with this. That's the spirit, right? Because then I'll try to get you involved in some way, and then through that you're going to meet two or three other judges, and then you're going to start to hang out. And, you know, there it is. Um, I know we've got an episode coming up soon that we're going to do for ITG, and we're going to talk about some of the, our best stories from ITG. Well, how many? how much of that is going to center around just hanging, no offense, Brian, hanging out with the people we know and the connections we've made through that. I mean, it's, it's the absolute best way, best way to do it. We had a masterclass today um, with a, a guest artist, trumpet player from Philadelphia, who, um, who is in Philadelphia. He's, he calls himself the second most successful freelancer in, in Philadelphia. <laughs> he's, he's literally like, he's like the first call for, for almost everything. Um, and he says, and I'm not a good trumpet player. He is a good trumpet player. I mean, he's, he's a very good trumpet player. Sure. Don't get me wrong. He's a tremendous musician and he is, he is the person everybody wants in their section. Um, and he talked about what it takes <clears throat> when you go to a new town, when you try to build those relationships, when you, um, you always want to be the person that makes the contractor's job easy. You know, we talked about some of those things, a way to get and keep gigs, but a lot of what he was talking about was just being good to be around being yeah. a nice guy being easy to deal with making no matter who the first trumpet player is making them sound great doing exactly what going with no ego and a lot of a lot of what we're talking about is is part of that when you build a network i've always wanted to figure out how people are doing what they're doing um and so like the whole trip out to iu to, to, to watch Joey was, I just want to watch him teach for a week. And Bill's like, 
this sounds like a great idea. Mm-hmm. And that turned into a whole, whole thing, uh, the thing actually for all of us. And, um, <laughs> you know, um, but I think it's, it's really important is to be curious about what somebody else is doing. And I think people enjoy talking about what they're doing and what makes them tick. And I think there's a lot of connection you can make and a lot of good for both parties that can come out of a conversation like that um, and a connection and going through life and sort of building those connections with people, I think is very valuable um, and can be, well, for me, it's, it's musically and personally inspirational. And, um, and I find that, that part of the building the network to be fascinating. Um, you know, there's, I know Joey's going to love this. The conductor folks are oh, real no. good. They're <laughs> no, great no. at this. No, right? no, no, no. So no, there's no. this online Facebook, you know, band directors group or conductors yeah. group or whatever. And they're, they're great about just getting on there and sharing information. It's funny because I don't, I mean, we do, there are some online trumpet things, you know, in some forms. But, you know, in your own area, wherever you happen to be, just make sure you're, keep that network established. And like Brian is saying, keep the conversation going. That's important. Now, I would say, as a last resort, what you should do is start a professional trumpet ensemble so that you can hang out <laughs> with five of your friends. Well, but if you think but, about the networking part of that, I mean, all joking aside, that uh, yeah. started with, you know, uh, two people knew each other, and, and they each knew one person, and they knew one person. And so the five of us ended up, I don't think anybody knew all five of us, all five of the other four people in the room oh, when we right. started. Correct. Right. Yeah. yeah. Correct. So we got together. Yeah. We committed to this without having even really met because of one connection to another person. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, let's let's go see what happens. And you know, here we are. What fourteen years later? Right. You know, four CDs in, a lot of tours. You know, here and all over the place. That has become a really important part. That starts because of uh, generally because of networking. It wasn't like there was. Hey, there was this ad in the paper saying, "Hey, we're going to start this professional trumpet ensemble. Everybody <laughs> apply, and we're going to hire people." It was, it was two people saying, "Hey, what do you think about what if we started this? Have you got somebody? I got somebody. Well, they can get somebody. Okay, let's go." I actually answered the ad. Yes, well, that was much later. <laughs> you did answer the ad, but that ne- but that the networking best answer part, ever. <laughs> but that networking part—that's how these—that's how these things yeah. work. Again, the networking part of being. You know, if you're if you're going to music school and you're going to be a, a, a trumpet major, you know, and you're sitting in a practice room and you're just practicing and you're amazing and everything's going great and you don't talk to anybody and you don't meet anybody because you got to really focus. I don't have time for that. I have to practice. If you're yeah. that person and then you get out and then you're freelancing and you're trying to you're trying to work, but you don't know anyone. Yeah, yeah. you could be no. you could be for lack of a better term, as we know there's no like one best player, but if you could be the best player anywhere you live, and if you don't know anybody, you're not working. It's just yeah. that simple. And there are lots of professional musicians around the country that are wondering why they're not working, and it could be for a variety of reasons. Sometimes that reason is no one knows you, and other times that reason is, well, you might not be as good as you think you are, which is another reason to be honest and connected and talk to people and know where the level really is, because yeah. that's one of the things that coming to... You know, students come here through IU. Sometimes we get grad students that show up here, and we've talked about this a little bit. They come in here, and they see the undergrads and go, oh, holy crap. <laughs> like, am I going to be okay? I'm like, yeah. yes. Here's what I kind of consider one of my jobs here. I'm going to show you where the level is. You want to be a professional trumpet player. Here's where the bar is, and it right. doesn't move. 
Yeah. You know, it's not like you're okay for. So that network, building that network of connections of not just people that know you and know what you do, but also knowing uh, where the bar is and are connected to the profession is really important. Well, and it's easy to lose sight of that, too. And that's why I think so many times, you know, we have band directors and several now who are kind of following what we do here on the open bell and writing in and all that. And I'm saying, look, do this for you. Like, get back to your own musical roots and do something that kind of inspires you and gets you excited about, you know, your own personal journey. And, and, uh, you know, the trumpet's a way to do that. I'll encourage you to take take the next step. I'm joking around about starting a professional trumpet ensemble. Please don't. It's we don't advise this is a step to take in reality. However, <laughs> but you could get a bunch of friends together who are close enough to you, band directors who are trumpet players, and do a reading session. Trumpet hang. No offense, Brian. Do a trumpet hang. No cornets. Yeah. I mean, or and do it maybe with you know band director friends and they bring students. Who cares if you put five or six on a part? with students mixed in and just do some reading and have a great trumpet hang mm-hmm. you know, or host a trumpet day with a local music store you know or partner with a local college and and bring students out and and do like a, a mixer thing when we're all kind of we're all getting back together again but um building that network and building it through your own instrument makes it's a logical way to do that i think and, and it's important it's important for your growth and it's important if you're thinking about this for your students or even if you want to be active as a professional like i said you know every business at some level is a who you know business so uh i don't know if i've told you guys this but um my uh, my youngest daughter and my oldest daughter they really want to be on the podcast they are lobbying hard (laughs) so it's gotten to the point where my youngest is i I said like hey listen i'm heading back tonight oh to go record the podcast and i'm not allowed to be on I'm like, yes. Oh, yeah, yes, pretty much. Uh, neither fact, of them play trumpet, but they both think they would offer a lot. So we're going to have to re- discuss that where we need a kids <laughs> episode. And we all bring some kids to the show. Um, they can talk about having trumpet parents. But she just found out how the world works in this way. She was looking for a job as she's just turned 16. She's got her driver's license. And so she, it's coming up on the summer. And she's like, I want to make some money, get a job. One of her friends works at a local place here in town who said, oh, text my manager. It's like, text your manager. Yeah, I talked talk to her already. So she texted the manager, and they exchanged some texts back and forth. Who said, okay, great. Show up Saturday at 8 o'clock for, uh, for your uh, first shift for training. And you're, she's like, uh, the application? Yeah, just bring that with you. Mm. She hadn't really even hadn't really applied for the job yet, but somebody who worked there knew her and mm-hmm. said, yeah, my friend would be great. And boom, now she's been working there for about a month. Yeah, so this right. is how it works. This is I, I could I could tell stories till the end of time about all the gigs I've gotten because of who I happen to know who recommended me here and there. Right. The yeah. weirdest one of this I can tell one if that's okay. Where you talk yeah. about network because uh, the big part of this we're talking about is you want to be somebody. We've talked about this about how to get a gig and how to keep a gig, but in building that network, you want to you have to connect with people. No offense to you, Brian, personally, for <laughs> people to know. Yeah. That they would want to work with you, right? So the first time I got I got called, I was starting to do some pops things here and there. I get a call to go play with the Cincinnati Pops, and I'm like, "Ooh, well, this would be cool." Eric Kunzel conducting, they're doing this kind of thing, and so I show up for the first rehearsal, and the first thing we play, we're doing these Doc Severinsen things, you know, like the 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 in the mood that uh, Jeff Tyzik wrote, and, yeah, and you made me love you, yeah. like all these kind of things, and I'm thinking, "Wow!" Like I'm walking out of the first rehearsal thinking. This isn't just a normal pops like lead trumpet thing. Wow, I mean, I, I enjoyed it, but I'm thinking, 
how would they know? I mean, I don't know these people. So I'm walking out, and I hear, uh, hey, Joey. And I turn around. This guy's walking towards me in a suit, and it's a person I recognize. Um, as a, a guy named Peter, who I went to college with. And mm-hmm. I said, what are you doing here? And he says, don't you know how you got this gig? And I said, I have no <laughs> idea how I got this gig. <laughs> and he said, oh, I, I'm, uh, I manage conductors now. No offense to you personally, Bill. Nice. Uh, and so he was the he managed the Pops conductor who was in Indy and was over for a show. He looked and he said to the conductor, Jack Everly, who had worked with a lot in India at that point, is that Joey Tardot? Yeah. He's down at IU. We use him for a lot of pop stuff. Does a great job. And he's like, oh, yeah, I remember. I recognize him. We went to college together. He was a bass player that was two years behind me at Eastman. Wow. So Eric Kunzel yeah. came to him and said, hey, I want to do some of this Doc Severance stuff. Who can we get? And he goes, I've got an idea. If I got a guy for you. I got, I've got a, guy. a guy. So, you know, we hadn't talked. It's not like we were best friends as undergrads. We knew each right. other. But, right. you know, there's a network that already exists that you're not even aware of. You, ha- Whether you know it or not, you have a reputation. Mm-hmm. And that reputation, for better or worse, is going to encourage or discourage your work in the future. <laughs> and that network is is a huge, huge, huge part of that, building that network in a positive way is huge for your career. Yeah. And I and I say too can keep you afloat. I mean you you know we we've all been there where you're in the grad school thing, you know, doing the doctorate, no offense, Joey. And we're <laughs> you know and you and you put you're in there and you're net, and you're just around trumpet players and and musicians all the time. Then you go get your first job and there you are. And sometimes you're on an island. Yeah. And and that just to stay current and energized and, and, you know, connected to things, that's also a great opportunity to do it outside of trying to advance, you know, your career and do all the do all those other things. But, man, just a way to have some resources and feel like you're not alone, you know, in what you're doing. Oh, absolutely. So. I mean, I, I think about, I mean, I think about, we, we talked about Vince DiMartino a bunch on this podcast, but you, Vince got his job at the University of Kentucky pretty much right out of grad school. Mm. And he was a young man coming out of Eastman and moving to Lexington, Kentucky. Right. Right. And thinking like, <laughs> wow, what was he what was he doing? You know, and what he right. built there and the oh, connections he yeah. made and he kept connected to the entire world of yeah. trumpet. You know, it is really amazing because it could have been easy for someone like him to settle down into Lexington, never leave town, teach his trumpet lessons, mm-hmm. and that'd be it. Right. But that's Absolutely. not, that's not, I think what we're saying here, I think we can agree on this, that's not good enough. You know, like doing your job in, in, a, in isolation is not the way to go. Like, uh, not just because music is more collaborative than most other professions, but because the way we do this is together and that connection helps everyone be better at it. Absolutely. And I, we're moving back into a time where I think there's, that's going to be really possible to do those things again. You know, yes. and we're oh. going to be everybody's kind of starving for that. I, you know, to get cross pollinate with some ideas and get people back together again. And I, yeah, I have a, a student who came in this week and we're we're talking about mouthpieces. Now, he's a freshman, so I, I don't often work with equipment an awful lot. But, you know, he's a, he's a strong classical player and a strong lead player. And he's like, I'm not sure, you know, like the lead mouthpiece I've got. And I said, I'm not sure either. You know, like we but the hard part is this is where going to ITG, which we'll talk about, and going to NTC, this mm-hmm. is the place where you can go and just try out so much stuff. That's one of my big primaries we'll talk about. But not just meeting other people, but seeing what's going on. What's going on. Hey, somebody's making new horns. Hey, this person's trying making new stuff. There's some new mutes that Brian can take stickers off. You know, wow. there, you know that kind of connection 
of meeting people, connecting with people in that way as, you know, missing that for the past two years now, last year and this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I miss it. I absolutely miss it. It's important. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so we're, you know, obviously we encourage it. And, uh, you know, look, there's a lot, there's a, you'll have a lot in common. If you're listening to the open bell, there's other people in the same boat that you are, right? So, you know, um, get out there and, and just connect with folks again and think about it in terms of the trumpet. We've gotten so many people who have responded to us and said, hey, listening to this has made me practice more. Listening to this has made me go back to school even. I mean, yeah. You if know. we could, if we could talk one more thing, a function. I'm always about the functional, right? All good, yeah. So you know, I've talked about in high school. Hopefully, you're going out and doing stuff. And in college, this is a reason to enter competitions and go to go to these sorts of uh, events when they're offered. And then, but when you get out, and when you get out of school, can sometimes, as we've heard from people, be the hard part. So if you're out and you're teaching, what we're talking about has been great, right? You've got students, and there should be colleagues. But boy, if you're moving into a new city, and I get this an awful lot. Okay, so now what do I do? You know, so now there may be people there that you've already met and worked with and it's time to reconnect. But then there's this part and don't uh, this this may sound silly, but it's good. Find out who are the people that are doing what you want to be doing. Call them up and say, I would like to take a lesson. What do you charge? Mm -hmm. You know, really start connecting. It's the simplest way and it's really easy. You know, it's a way for those people to know, oh, that person's here now. A couple of this could go down a couple of different ways. You could get in and go. Oh, wow, that's what these people are doing? Or that's where that level is? It can be very eye-opening. But it can also be a way where people are like, so you're in town? Okay, I've got your number. I've got your email. That's good to know. That's a way in without coming in and saying, okay, so I'm here. Everybody should be hiring me now, which is sometimes what trumpet players do. And it is immediately alienating. And you become somebody that gets out of a network, not into a network. Your yes, way into a network is through trumpet players, not through contractors. Because I've had people say, well, you just come to town and you call all the contractors, tell them you're there. Nope. Because what that nope. does is alienate all of the trumpet players that already work for them. You want to build that network through trumpet players. Not mm-hmm. not the other way around. Not not trying to take their place. Trying to be one of them. Trumpet yeah. players should be your friends, not your, you know, not your competition. Even though obviously, you know, they're going to choose certain people for certain jobs. Sure. Uh, when I when I got here and I started to meet some band directors and mostly through the conducting thing. You're welcome, Joey. And uh, oh my gosh. And I would meet you know band <laughs> Just... band directors who were trumpet players, and I didn't want to be like the guy that go, hey, uh, I'll give you a lesson, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so and and even if they asked me for a lesson at that point, I was saying, I don't know, don't worry about that. Let's get together and play some duets. Play right. some duets. Yeah. Exactly. Like, man, let's let's like let's hang out and talk about the trumpet, or I'll come out and do a thing for the kids and want to hear what's going on with the band or whatever. And and uh, I mean that worked beautifully. Made a lot of connections that right. way with with guys. And there was no premise of I'm giving you a lesson or you could learn from me or whatever. It's let's just connect over the instrument. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Worked pretty well. Cool. Well, hopefully some good information there. Uh, Let's move on to no offense. Today's topic for no offense, we're just going to tie this right in. Thinking that you need or should go it alone. There's just way too many resources and it's just way too easy to fall into that. But don't close yourself off to friends and colleagues who can help keep you motivated and current. Network for the sake of yourself and your students. So we're going we're gonna to leave you with some homework today. What do you think about this? 
your homework as a listener. Reach out to a trumpet colleague from days gone by or in your re- in where you're living now and tell them about the open bell and about the WTF <laughs> and just geek out over the trumpet like the old days. You know, tell some lies about high notes and compare mouthpieces and, you know, let's get the lies conversation about started. High notes. I love it. <laughs> lies about high notes is great. Yeah, if you think if you think you can just go do this by yourself, you're just doing it wrong. You're there's just no wrong. other. There's just no way, uh, other way around it. You know, the idea of like, well, I'm I'm great, and people will come discover me because of my greatness, is so wrong on so many levels. <laughs> I'm not sure where to start. Right. Uh. But uh, if you're looking at people who have succeeded, they have succeeded for a lot of reasons, and one of those reasons is at some level they are connected. So you need to be, you need to connect yourself. We talk a lot uh, uh, in private about the trumpet world, right? We talk about what's going on in the trumpet world, the trumpet yep. world, the trumpet world. Right. There is a trumpet world, for better or for worse, it exists. So, right. you know, get yourself plugged into it. Yeah. And Enjoy we it. are the World Trumpet Federation. <laughs> You're There's, welcome. It even has a federation. Yeah. It's not a force. That's an awfully strange word. It's I, a federation. I, I wouldn't want to use force. No. No. That's not that's not what we do here. No, it's a federation. It's a federation. Exactly right. So we we're just going to expect a spike this week in listeners, right? Yeah. And in and new listeners in particular. And yeah. a lot of And maybe you should want to go back and listen to all of the episodes from the beginning. Yeah. It's I worth maybe, it. We know what we should do now. We should we should start chapters. WTF chapters I like all this around idea. the country. Oh, I yeah. See happening like, now. I like this idea. Right? Yeah. Get a couple people that start, like, you know, Eastern Regional Chapter, New Jersey Chapter. No offense, Brian. We could use all the millions that we're making doing the podcast. All the 10, yeah. somewhere <laughs> north support. of $10. <laughs> to support. <laughs> there have been dozens of dollars <laughs> pouring in. <laughs> <laughs> I like this idea of WTF, WTF chapters, chapters. All, all around the world. Absolutely. Making that network, you know, even bigger. Well, we are the world trumpet That's federation. That's what I'm saying. Yes, of course we are. We, we, let's, you know, we've set the sights set the sights high here. Exactly. I, th- I think it's time. <laughs> it's wait. It's past time. I'm surprised we haven't thought of, thought of this yet. We're, we're going to build our own network. We're going to take our own advice, follow the rules, build our network. We're there. Yes. Take over the world. Outstanding. Well, listen, that should about do it for today. Uh, We've come to the end of another episode. Thanks for joining us on The Open Bell. Stay tuned. Tell your friends, and for Pete's sake, stay in touch with them. So long for now. Remember to keep an open mind, but more importantly, an open bell.